Enlighten Me, the podcast everyone is talking about with your host, Julian, where wisdom, knowledge, and experience meet the public. Hello? Hello? Hey, what's going on, John? What's going on, John? Hey, you guys, it's been a while since I did a podcast on Enlighten Me. Today, we do have John, my battle buddy, my best friend, and another drill. Going to give us some facts on stocks. So, Enlighten Me, John. And first of all, actually, how are you doing? Hey, man, I'm doing good. Uh, you know, they got me working a, a full day being a drill sergeant per week, and the rest I've converted to my uh, converted to a daytime trader. So, you know, it's all good. Just making some money during this panic attack. All right. And we're going to try this again. We did DC. And the question is, how do you know what to invest? Sum that up, please. All right. Well, it, it's pretty simple. You know, during every, if you look at the past pandemic within the last 20 years, you know, talking about SARS, swine, uh, Zika, Ebola, you're going to see a trend pattern to where S&P 500, for example, um, you know, it reached a peak high of, say, for prior to SARS, it's 1500, right? All of a sudden, the stock starts yes. crashing and it brings down to near 800. You know, you're, you're talking about almost 50% drop. But then afterwards, it took about three years um, in order for the stock market to recover because during that time, since SARS was more of an Asian pandemic, you know, and America was at war in Iraq, you know, all of our resources in, uh, was allocated to that war. So we didn't spend so much money to uh, develop vaccine. And of course, you know, you got to take in consideration that this generation and previous, you know, 20 years ago, technology has far advanced, right? Yes. So when you fast forward it to uh, 2009, when the swine flu broke out, right? H1N1, uh, I believe the official date was April 2009. Um, uh, again, the market crashed, you know. Uh, S&P 500 had just broken their peak prior to the SARS, and all of a sudden, like that, you know, Daniel snapped his finger and boom, we're back down to 800, 700. And then this goes on to where up until 2013, you know, we had just recovered because Unfortunately, from 2001 to 2013 uh, or 2012, you know, America was heavily invested in war. Um, yeah. And, you know, w- with other issues like the, uh, was it the house bubble pop? So, a couple years later in 2016, uh, you got the Zika virus coming out. Now, the market didn't crash as much because we were able to develop vaccines quickly. Right, because at this point we were done with the war. We were drawing down, and uh, health care was what was driven the market. And then, of course, Ebola happened in 2018. Again, it dipped from uh, I think I think S and P hit like 2,800, and then it drove down to 25, 2,400. Well, okay. Those pandemic. The only thing that's different is the world did not pause. Whereas this, uh, you know, COVID-19, 
for some reason, the entire industry just decided, hey, let's stay indoors for, you know, two to four weeks. Hell, you, you got uh, California pushing on 60 days now, right? But when we hit S&P 500 peak high at 3,300, we only scaled down to 2,500. And people got to remember, you know, these S&P 500, the stock market isn't correlated to the current, um, the present uh, economics, economy, right? Yes. It's futures, because this is all based on future contracts, a month, be it a month out or two months out. So with that, during each of these pandemic, you know, when you look at pharmaceuticals and drugstores, you know, everybody is gaining 200 to 400% increase while, you know, travel industry, hotel industry, things of that nature, entertainment, they all tank, but they slowly recovered. So if you take that same, if you take that trend pattern and you apply it to this market, well, biggest thing that's driving the market now is pharmaceuticals. And yeah. as you can see, you know, you know, you and I, we've been working with INO. Heck, Monday, this this Monday, it was what, $14 and all suddenly it skyrocketed to 35 and it's still going yeah. strong. Right? Yes. So that's that's where you have to understand, you know, you, you have to study history in order to make your future uh, guesses. Now, what what apps do you use, or what do you? Should... Uh, so, I would avoid Robinhood at all costs. Uh, one, you know, they had that disaster where, uh, as soon as COVID nineteen, you know, the world paused for COVID nineteen, you know, people couldn't log on to Robinhood for two, three days straight, and they ended yep. up going bankrupt. You know, <laughs> yeah. And, and unfortunately, there's just no security with Robinhood to where, you know, if you lose said money, they're going to give you money because it was their fault. No, they just happen to have money and they can only give you so much. I think a lot of people only got like 50 to 60 percent, you know, of what uh, depending on their trading pattern, you know, if they've been successful or not. So what I would recommend as a beginner is go something simple like E-Trade. E-Trade will give you a lot of data and resources and even some of your stocks will provide insider um, insider trade, which, you know, it's it's incredible value because it shows CEOs and directors making power moves within their own. If, you know, if you see CEOs or directors, you know, all suddenly buying t- uh, 20 to 30,000 shares, you know, it's going to be, dri- you know, the force is going to drive up real quick. But if you see CEOs and directors dumping it, well, you need to start dumping too. Uh, I personally like Charles Schwab. You know, I, I'm a big fan just because for military, you know, they waive all of our fees. But Charles Schwab also allows you to do day trading and it's easy for, you know, advanced trading like scalping, you know, futures and all that stuff. So, yes, if you're a beginner, E-Trade is the best for, uh, for a beginner. Robinhood, I'm telling you, there's so many losers on Robinhood right now. Everyone's crying left and right. You know, two, three weeks ago when the market scaled back, you know, you had one kid who lost, what, $700,000 because he didn't, you know, Robinhood didn't give him a, um, a safety net when he put in his put option. 
right? Because he only had like twenty, thirty thousand. Well, he went seven hundred dollars negative, uh, seven hundred thousand dollars negative, and ended up taking his life because you know, when you're twenty, twenty-two years old, there's no way you can pay that off. Yeah, yeah. So E Trade will give you that those safety buffers automatically, unless you upgrade your profile and you know what you're doing. Then they'll re- release those restrictions. Yeah, and I will say it started off on Robinhood, and then yeah, it has been finicky. And I think what is it an hour behind? The actual market yeah yeah so what is your main purpose on trading hey, it's all about the money right yeah you know, you, can't argue with so, so prior to this crash market crash you know I, I was a I don't want to say an avid uh, trader when it came to stocks I bought a lot of long holding stocks you know i.e snapchat when i got it for four bucks now sitting at 24 comfortably facebook when i got it for i think it was like 45 at the time um you know things like that uh unfortunately i missed out on bitcoin you know when i joined the army i actually had four four to five thousand dollars of bitcoin back when it only costed me a dollar and fifty per share well when i enlisted in the army i said let me go to europe for you know a month off of this budget so that was my biggest blunder. But, you know, I, I still got Facebook. Snapchat is doing great. But now that we are switching to this uh, pandemic recovery, and I did my fair share of studies looking at post-pandemic, uh, prior pandemic and the post-recovery, you know, I am going all into call options and stuff because call options and put option, it will multiply and maximize your capital because it involves a lot more risk now if you are long-term investment kudos to you you know get the stocks in low now you know be able to say like delta airline is a good company it's always going to bring revenue in you know granted it's going to take about one to two years for it to recover like every other pandemic but it will essentially eventually go back to that 60 dollars you know so it's sitting at 28 you know at most you'll get you know, in two years, probably 100% return. So say you yes. put in $10,000, yes, you'll get $20,000 at the end of that two years. Or what I have done and I've shown you is I took $200, did a call option for, I want to say four straight weeks of gain. That $200 turned into about $35,000. And the difference was, my risk was, if it did not hit that strike uh, target, the strike price at a expiration date, then I lose that $200. But if it hits, well, I'm, I'm on unlimited win because, you know, each contract for these options is worth 100 shares, but I'm just buying the uh, certificate to exercise if I want to buy uh, the future stocks at a lower price so in order you know it's it's interesting that you ask if i'm in it for risk or gains well you know in order to get maximize your gains you have to have risk that's with anything almost mm-hmm. you have to otherwise and, uh, you can just do 401k all day you know no no we trying we trying to you know what i'm saying retire early trying to retire early I want margaritas on the beach. 
That's right. But <laughs> can you uh, summarize the offense real quick? What was that? Can you summarize call offense real quick? So how you do call option is you are basically taking all the data and knowledge that, you know, by studying online, getting some inside traders information and all that, seeing and predicting if the stock is going to increase or decrease. So for call options, yeah. you're betting that it is going to gain at a significant rate. Um, you know, on average, if you think the stock is going to gain between 5 to 10%, that's what you want to reach for your target. So if, say INO, right? Anovia. Uh, say it was at 15, uh, started at $15. I had a call option for this Friday to hit $20, right? And it only costed me $40 per contract that covered 100 shares. Yeah. Well, for every 40 cents that it passes $20, i.e. right now it's $35, you do the math, right? It gives me 100% of my invested in contracts. So in this instance, you know, I have eight contracts. So in total, that was, uh, that was worth what was it? Three hundred and twenty dollars. Well, every forty cents after twenty bucks, I am getting three hundred forty dollars. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, battle, but I, I want to say your option was the same for twenty, but you bought in at seventy, right? Because it was a yeah. higher value. And you know, be regardless of it, one contract, two contract, you have multiplied your earnings by at least a thousand percent so far. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. But if, if you had taken that two hundred dollars of your, you know, say you put in two hundred dollars call option, had you just bought, you know, the eight shares at fifteen dollars, you would, you would have only gained, you know, whatever the difference between thirty five and fifteen, so uh, twenty dollar yeah. difference per share. That's that's barely two three hundred dollars. Whereas now you're making about three thousand dollars off of that call option. And we're not even yeah. done, right? No, it's still it's still picking up. I put three hundred dollars in. It's two fifty nine. Yeah, at three D. So you're so looking at a huge increase now. So for tomorrow, right? My call option is going to expire for these eight contracts, which covers and gives me the um, the rights to buy eight hundred shares for twenty dollars, regardless if tomorrow it skyrockets to a hundred bucks. Right. Yeah. The only thing that I have to do on my end is to make sure I have the money in my account to back it up so that when it expires, the broker is going to automatically kick it in and exercise my right to purchase my stocks. Yes. Now, of if you do the math, you know, eight, eight hundred by, you know, twenty dollars per share. I'm looking at a sixteen thousand dollar investment. Well, yeah. the moment. If, if it hits $40 tomorrow, my 16000 would like a snap just turn times two. And then from then on, if the stocks keeps increasing, well, each of my share is going to keep going up. Yep. Or, you know, if, if a lot of you guys are starting new, you know, if you don't have the money to back that up, what you can do is you can close by selling your option 
prior to expiration, be it one minute, two minute, five minutes early. You find out a way to identify when is the peak market uh, during the day tomorrow. And then you just sell it by closing out because somebody else wants to buy those rights. <clears throat> so, you know, say, you know, my eight contracts ends at $40 tomorrow. If I don't have the money to buy those shares, what's going to happen is my broker is going to sell and close it and give me my profit margin, which again, if you do the math, it's going to be about $16,000 if it ends at $40 tomorrow. However, the difference now is I don't have any more stocks. If I want to play call options for the following week, well, call option prices is going to skyrocket because the trend right now is so high. There's an algorithm. So, you know, instead of you, instead of me paying $40 uh, $40 per contract, now I'm looking at four to $500 per contract. You know, that's, and that's almost over 10 times what I paid for this week. So it, it would be better for me to get those stocks in instead of buying a new option if I expect it to continue to go up. Yes. Now, put option is the opposite. You're betting it to crash lower. But it's the same concept of call options with the exception that you are not, you should not be buying stocks at the end <laughs> of your put option. Because again, the overall, the purpose of put option is to see if it goes bankrupt. The worse it gets, the better you make money. Now, my, my last question is, before we wrap this up, what is the best resource for research? So I would say for free information and a good community to talk to with other investors, investing.com is the way to go. It's, it's the one location where you're going to see your world major indexes, your world future indexes, things of that nature you know you can go in there and make a profile create you know up to two three hundred um stocks to follow and it will show you you know near real time uh updates of um the tickers now yeah, and i just got that I, I thank you for that too. no problem no problem brother you know and the good thing is it does give you a relatively good um after hour as well as pre-market um you know, uh, information in regards to your stocks. Now yes. for near real time, I'm talking about like one second live. I would go with tradingview.com. Um, yeah, you had to pay a small subscription. I think it's like five, 10 bucks. <clears throat> and you will get literally one second right after each update for your stocks. And of course, there's ideas and other analysts putting out their charts saying, hey, you know, if you look at the 15 minute um, candles, there's an uptrend, it's a bullish trend or a bearish, a bearish trend, all that kind of stuff. But ultimately, if you're going to be a day trader and you want to avidly and aggressively tackle the stock market right now while it's in its recovering period, I would put in, say, Bloomberg.com. Pay the yes. subscription. It's a small subscription fee, but you're going to get a lot of insight information. You're going to see a lot of inside uh, insider trading going on between 
you know, the CEOs, the directors, the managers, all that crazy stuff. Um, now, what about but, Forbes, Business Insider, and uh, <coughs> Market Watch? Those are so, all traffic, yeah, I guess. Forbes, Market Watch, they're, they're all good. Um, you know, some okay. of them will already give you good information. Granted, you know, you'll be like 30 minutes after, but Bloomberg, uh, it's very reliable. Forbes, they play way too much emotions in their stuff, you know? I, I just got tired of Forbes. But Bloomberg, it gets straight to the point. Hey, this is what our an, uh, senior analyst predicts. And don't get me wrong, Bloomberg has been doing phenomenal. Yes. You know, they, they have been phenomenal uh, with the stock market from the get-go. So they are a good uh, resource to hit. You know, Benchmark, they're, they're good too. So, you know, th- those are going to be the one that feeds you. Now, if you're cheap and you don't want, you know, you just want the free stuff, well, you know, unfortunately, you're going to be behind, be behind the curve. You're not going to be able to get that high surge that, you know, for instance, INO, right? Yeah. I I had a subscription to get INO firsthand information. So I front-loaded all my investment the day before, literally the day before. And, you know, I told you about it, but, you know, he, he, you took too long to jump the gun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm still a baby with this. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know, don't worry. You you were only like what four or five dollars behind. You still got yeah. it for a good contract, brother. Oh yeah, I'm feeling pretty mighty right now too. Looking at it, so but, and uh, you hey. guys don't be emotional. Don't be an emotional uh, seller or buyer. Be like, oh, I feel like this. Do your research. Always do your research, and don't yes. take what anybody says until you do your own research. A lot of people just want to. I've done it before. First started. I was like, oh, I feel like this, and I didn't sell, and then boom, I lost like a G or two. So, yeah, wow. You know, and, and it's funny that you say don't be emotional. Uh, right now, we, <laughs> so day traders like myself right now, we thrive on what we call Robin Hooders, right? And that is the amateur, newly, holy crap, I got, you know, $1,200, $1,400 off a of stimulus check. I'm going to put it in the market. Listen, they have no idea what they're doing. They're, they are buying in so late on these spikes and buying weird markets, stocks and stuff. You know, yeah, they're kind of driving factor. But what they don't understand is there is a thing called traders sell-off. So what traders do, what we're doing right now is if you go to investing.com and you take a look at... Um, you know, under the market stocks tab and you go to top losers, you're, it's going to pull up the top 50 losers of, hey, this uh, stock hit minus 40%, minus 30, minus 20, whatever. <clears throat> what we're doing as day traders is we're going in, you know, putting down two to $5,000. And what happens? Robin Hooders are going into these weird stocks because they see a Oh my God, it got a two to three percent increase the next day because you know day traders are loading this bad boy up and then they jump on the market and then inadvertently, you know, without realizing it, because they bought in, well now it raises our share price. Yep. So once I get about two, three hundred percent or whatever, be it fifty percent, two hundred percent, trade day sellers, you know, we were selling it at a weird hour. And we are destroying the Robin Hooders because now whatever they bought in, say $3, well, all the day traders are selling off and now it's worth $1.20. Mm. 
Mm. So, so that's that's why we are, you know, unfortunately, it's it's bad for me to say, but we are taking advantage of Robin Hood folks because and that's why again, people have to do their research. They're just yeah, buying and that's it. it. Yeah. They, they're not doing research. They haven't under they don't understand how the economics works, right? And they're like hurts. I got in hurts, you know. When you told me about hurts, I laughed at it, right? But then I, you know, I was like, wait a minute, you know what? My my battle here is still new to this, so let me go ahead and pick up. I think I picked up what two thousand shares at uh, yeah. eighty cents, and then what happened? A bunch of Robin Hooders came in to a Chapter <laughs> Eleven bankruptcy, you know, protection for hers. And it drove it up to six dollars. Guess what? I sold my shares at six, easy, pocketing all that income. You remember how much you made off of that? Shoot, uh, man, uh, I want to say it was close to about twelve, thirteen grand. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a couple of call options, but I didn't play it smartly because. You know, I wanted to hold past that Monday, but that Tuesday, everything dropped, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that was... Yeah. I lo- yeah. I lost yeah, a lot of money. But, I stayed at my feeling that day. So. <laughs> Man. But, hey, I, I warned you, though. That's the thing. I, I told yeah, you that. You, you did. Nah, I, I didn't even open my app for about two or three days. Just sat there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But right. I appreciate it, John. I really do appreciate you. Uh, hey, you no problem, this, And hopefully we can carry this on later on. Yep, that's the reason, man. Call me anytime. All right. Well, thank you for enlightening me on Enlighten Me, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. I'll do some research myself. All right. Later, brother. Good luck. Thank you.